We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, John Carlo Navas. And with me today, reality check master, my homie for life, Tiffany Meeks. How we feeling? I am ready for tomorrow. I always like wins. I like closeout wins at home. They're so much more fun than on the road. There's nothing like a home crowd. Um, I love it. I'm excited. There's tons to get into today. Uh, Heat Hawks game four was about what I think a lot of people who weren't scared expected a response from Miami Kyle Lowry did not play he will not play game five it was reported today so Kyle will get that day of rest Um, you know tons to get into PJ bam but of course we have to stop with Oladipo chat says Tiff is muted Tiff speak okay I got it there we go. I fixed it. That was oh, my bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a, if there's a problem, it's typically going to be me. Uh, let's just, you know, let's, <laughs> let's keep that in mind. Uh, thank you to everybody in the YouTube audience. We love it. We thank you for your support. Everybody live on Twitch. Uh, yeah, as they curse me for being bad at producing. Listen, it's a tough job hosting, producing, you know, doing the social media. Listen, I wear a lot of hats. You know, I'm at war with the NBA now. I'm, I fucking see you, Adam Silver and Sasha, whatever the fuck your name is. Don't think I don't know you. I, I'm on to y'all. Uh, stay tuned for news on that. Uh, um, <laughs> thank you to our audience. None of this is possible without you, and I say this all the time. You you guys have helped us realize a dream to do this nonsense all day and make money for it. So we love you guys. Tiff. Yes. We got to start with Oladipo. Big story yes. of the day. Um, deserved, you know, Kyle was out. Um, and I think a lot of us had questions as to if he was going to play, I guess in hindsight, it was a dumb question. Although Mm -hmm. he didn't come in until a little later than I expected. And I think a lot of that is Caleb doesn't look the same. Right. And that just is like, okay, well we need to go a little deeper in the bag. 
Right. Um, and the thing about it is, if if I remember correctly, it's an Achilles, right, for Caleb? Achilles, is that what it is? Sore Achilles. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to have pain for the rest of the season. So that's just, Great. you know. I mean, they don't heal without rest. There's no rest right now. You know? and, and Lord like, knows they've tried. Between, it's, it's nice and all. Exactly. So I think, you know, what we're probably going to see, we might see going throughout when, you know, we need the stout defense. It is going to be a little bit of Caleb and probably a little bit of Vic. And it will probably just depend on if Caleb can even get any lift because his shot looks awkward. Um, his defense was okay, but his defense isn't as, as good as it normally is. And that's just because of probably him trying to get a little lift off of his legs and he can't because of the Achilles. Um, but I thought Vic, it's funny because I also thought the, the, the Vic thing was more contingent on what Duncan was going to give us. Um, and then Duncan had the early foul trouble. Um, and then I think, what did we do? We went from Duncan, then we went to Caleb, and then we kind we didn't really get any offensive production from any one of those guys. Uh, Vic comes in, and the funniest thing is, I, I, I was saying to you, he took really quick bad shots in that first like two and a half minutes of play. Um, I kind of felt like he was just like, I'm out here for maybe four minutes. I got to get mine real quick. Um, and then once he realized he was going to get some extended play, you saw him start to calm down on the offensive end. Once he started to calm down, he started moving the ball around. He started playmaking. Um, and you know, whenever he's used, we also have to expect there will be some rust until he kind of does get a continuous amount of play because you're not going to just come in from not playing at all and all of a sudden give us 20. But the thing that he can do is he can he can hold steady on defense and he can help play make on offense. And 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 honestly, that's what they needed from him that, uh, last night. I think without Kyle, it's a little too much Gabe Vincent running pick and rolls. Not that I don't think Gabe can do it because I mm -hmm. think he's shown you that he's more than capable. But I think when your diet is a little too much of it, I think your offense suffers a bit. I thought Oladipo in particular was really good with those small lineups with Tucker at center, especially mm -hmm. when Jimmy couldn't play. And that was pretty big, I think, as well. He juiced their defense a little bit. Right. And then when Bam came in for Tucker, I thought that looked fine. He, I, he, Like you just said, just too brushed, way too many step backs for my taste. I thought he played well considering you know i think the shot selection has to get kind of sorted out but i you know i know that twitter is on a victory lap today and i think it's more causation more core not it's not correlation and causation right it's like they they were they were doing that anyway and he helped them settle a little bit um mm -hmm. they really tried to stagger him and jimmy they as you said they occupy the same spots on the floor um and that's going to be something to look for kind of as the series goes because when Oladipo's not on right. ball, he's just basically cutting baseline and then leaking out the three-point line. And that's just a little untenable if you're the Heat. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at with him. I think I want to see him play a little bit more with Jimmy when mm -hmm. Bam's not on the court. So if they run those smaller lineups and they have like Jimmy, Depot, Tucker... 
mm-hmm. Caleb plus X guard, whether that be Tyler or Duncan or, or Max or whoever. I think that's a little interesting because now you can use Jimmy as a screener and have PJ just play his PJ role. So right. that, that to me is something that I want to see them experiment with, but you know, it's not shout out to Depot. As you said, came in under circumstances that aren't easy. Um, I'm sure that if Kyle didn't get hurt, he wasn't going to play. And I'm sure that these guys are told, you know, Hey, I don't envision a lot for you this series, you know, just keep that in mind. I'm sure that they're transparent, especially the coaching staffs and all that. So, you know, good on him. Is there, you know, is there anything that you think that was there anything particularly interesting about his minutes that you go, okay, like, I think this is a building block for an extended role. Or do you just think Mm -hmm. that, okay, you're just a spot filter while Kyle's out. I th- I think um, because it's so, you know, we're in the postseason, and of course he came back so late. I think for him, there there is, there will be minutes going forward, but those minutes are going to be uh, matchup dependent or something of that nature. Um, for instance, like. This series, you could say, yeah, it's matchup dependent because at any moment you want to be able to throw all these bodies at Trey. You want to be, you know, you just want to, you just want him to look up and just be frustrated each and every time he starts to dribble. So, um, you know, will will Vic get minutes tomorrow? I honestly think he is because there's no Lowry. Yeah, for sure. Um, you don't know, huh? Yeah, for sure tomorrow. Right. So, you, right. So you don't know what you get from Duncan. You don't know. Um, what you get from Max, although they looked good on the court together yesterday. That lineup that was, I think it was PJ, Vic, Max, Jimmy. Uh, I'm missing someone. Not sure if it was. Might Caleb? have been Gabe. Caleb or Gabe. Or Caleb. It was either Caleb or Gabe. But that five where PJ was the small ball center, it was, they looked really good. Um moving up and down the court, the defense was spry, but it's, it's going to be matchup dependent. Like I know for a fact, like, will Vic get, get up 20 shots in a game? No, but what Vic could do in the next series, if you're looking forward, he's an extra body that you can throw at Maxi because we know Maxi likes to go coast to coast. He's not going to slow down. He wants to run. He wants to get out and he, he likes to move. So as many healthy bodies as you can have to throw at him, you're already ahead of the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think the, and I don't want to like look too far ahead, but I think the Max thing is going to be interesting because, you know, the more you have Gabe out there, you know, it's a really capable defender, but I think you also let him off the hook defensively a little bit. You know, as opposed to a guy like Depot or Tyler, mm-hmm. who's always moving. Mm-hmm. So maybe play less Gabe and then play more Depot in that series because Philly's defense is also bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can run him more. But not to not to look too much ahead. Not to look as, too far. Yeah, right. as Alf says, Max greater than Maxi. Uh, and listen. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> 3-1 Doc, man. <laughs> don't, don't count out the Raptors. 3-1 Doc is logged in. Oh, oh so, just so y'all know, I was the lone voter. For uh, Max Struess, most yes. improved player, I was the lone voter. Just the so y'all the know. results are in for most improved player this year in the NBA was uh, given to John Morant, and Max Struess received one third place votes. And it, it, it's good to know that Tiff really holding it down in the national media, yep. as we talked about. Not a lot of people are talking about the Heat, and it you know Tiff, you really sticking your neck out there. That's very brave, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a woman of color, really putting yourself out there, going against the grain. You're a pioneer. Above all, so we and the audience, thank you very much. Yes. So, Tiff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love doing self serious shit like that. In 22 minutes with PJ Tucker at center, that means PJ mm-hmm. on, no Bam, no no Deadman. Uh, the Heat are a plus 63 net rating with a 137 offensive rating and a 74 defensive rating. Absolutely dominant. That's absolutely that's like re- that's ridiculous. PJ's like what 40. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I listen. I kid, but I I love me some PJ. But what he's doing, like we we do have to talk about this, G. Yeah. What he's doing when he is up top and he is pressing Trey Young, like this is ridiculous. The fact that PJ is in his stance and he is moving his feet, and he is just basically funneling him to the next defender, and it's like. He's doing it repeatedly over and over and over. And then getting in the post on offense. Like, I, you know, he is literally, he's he's the, the unsung hero, really, of this team. I love what Alf just said. I want to see that lineup when Embiid sits. Again, not to look too far ahead, but any, any, mm-hmm. any DeAndre Jordan minutes. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're a fat-ass Harden, you could switch. And that's good against a team like them or the Raptors because that is certainly tenable against Toronto as well. It would work out in both series. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just given more flexibility to switch. Deadman this series, 38 minutes, minus 6.85 net rating, um, 117, almost 119, uh, 118 defensive rating. Not good. The Deadman no. minutes have not been good, and they've tried – and I think that as the series has kind of evolved, they've gone to that less and less, mm-hmm. which we talked about on this pod. We said, listen, if the deadman minutes get untenable, you know, PJ at the five is the next option because right. what Yurt, the way Yurt and Deadman defend the Hawks pet actions are the same. You drop them or you try to play them high, you blitz, you do whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, when you get a big and drop, you know, against a guy like Trey Young who loves to pull up and who has a quick trigger. And if a guy gets behind a screen, 
you're done. You're letting him get comfortable. And when you switch, you don't allow that. You know, they haven't been able to match up Hunt the way you want. And I, I think oftentimes, Tiff, and that's why Maxi, that one Maxi game against Tyler doesn't worry me too much. It's harder for guards to do it to guards. It becomes a problem when it's a guy like J- uh, LeBron James or Kawhi mm-hmm. who are really are big wings and are really good at hunting small matchups because when the bigger help co- behind them comes, they can take contact and they can finish through yeah. contact and they have pull-up jumpers. Guys like Trey, you know, if you pick on Tyler and you send big help as they've done with PJ, PJ is kind of splitting the difference between the wing shooter and 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 Trey. That's just a lot of arm and help, but you're just you just don't mm-hmm. have the size. So, you know, I think that's been interesting. Um, I think I want to the the maxi thing and those small guards hunting don't worry me. Even Kemba tried in the bubble; it just wasn't. We saw Tiff. It's just not so easy to hunt guards unless you're a power wing, right? You know, right? And it's funny because. Uh... If you if you're looking at what we're doing now with this series, like I, you know, we we can all be honest and admit, like Tyler's not having a great series. Um, Strangely, which is it's weird. It's very it's very weird. But 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 before this, he was holding his own, and he wasn't being you know being able to get as hunted as usual. He's been holding his own. Um, you saw in the first couple of games, what did they do every time? Trey got the ball he tried to get Max he literally wanted to and 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 the Heat welcomed it they want okay go ahead you want to try to hunt Max let's see what happens and it so far through you know through these four games it just has not worked out well in their favor trying you know of course when you know when Max has like that rangy forward of course they're going to get the shot off over the top of him they're taller but you know he's making everybody's job a little bit harder um you know, all of our players are they're they're fighting through the screens. They're not seeming to get caught up as much. They're not going under. You know, so as much as they're attacking us, we're we're literally like basically facing their attack with our own attack defensively. Yeah, um, I'm I'm confused as to why he's not good. I he gets the looks he wants. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, man, I, I have to fix this. I just need a new yeah. camera. Nobody believes me. These, this is an expensive camera. It's a DSLR. It's just not clean. Listen, I'm not going to talk about my production woes on air. Um, Offset Claxton's 07 from the free throw line. Goddamn. So glad they don't have a guy like that. <laughs> he don't have a guy that can just get picked on like that. Um, I think Tyler will be fine going forward. I think the Sixer series, you know, anytime you can get a, a guy and drop against him, I think that's going to help him. I mm-hmm. think Tiff, the the kind of lack of dribble handoffs is also a thing. It's kind of been a weird development for them that they've just totally gone away from it. Um, and I I thought against the Hawks, you know, you can do some of that. Maybe they just wanted to pressure them and and kind of execution test the Hawks, you know, right. going downhill and say, all right, let's see where your help comes from. Let's see if you can stay in front of us, which they haven't. So there's not really been a need except for I think that maybe game three, they could have done that a little more, but. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they run some DHO against against Philly if they get Philly. I don't think they can do that against the Raptors uh, or Boston unless they get Tice or Horford in the play. So that's one mm-hmm. thing I'd look for. Um, 
I want to get. I, I don't. There's not too much to say on Tyler. I don't think, unless you wanted to add anything else. I just think it's been a rough no. shooting series, and he just needs to see a couple go in. That's what I, I think he needs to get himself off the dribble, get into his mid range, and just get a couple of shots going in. So they've put they've put Herder on him, and Herder has some size to bother him, and they've mm-hmm. been pretty concerned with him. And I I think that him getting the Herder assignment. I think that's been part of it, and I think when he's gets to push, is when he's looked good, and he's the kind of guy Tiff that he when he gets going, he needs to have the ball like a couple times in a row down the floor mm-hmm. to get himself going, and it's just, it's not been that kind of series, and when right. they have been rolling, it's been other guys. I so. was gonna say yeah, and that's the thing like. Um, while you want to get him going, you do not want to dare disrupt the flow, you know? And if other guys are going, you have to, he, if other guys are going, he has to get in where he could fit in on the court at that point. Um, which means he may have to just be the person distributing the ball. You got to crash the boards. You got to just do those little things until the offense finds you because you know, as we keep seeing, there's moments where Jimmy has it rolling for a full three minutes. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, here's PJ with like a quick six points. And then, you know, here's Max with a three. And then here's someone else. So the offense is finding a lot of players. It's just, he's just not able to get into the flow. But it's, you know, here's the thing. They're still winning without him being able to get into the flow. Tiff. So at the... Yes. No, go ahead. Finish. I thought you were done. No. So at, at so right now, I'm not gonna worry about it. The the worries come when we're next series and we're game three and he's struggling. That's when you start to wonder what's really going on. But right now, I think honestly they gotta just do what's working and just end this in this series tomorrow. Their offense has been good this series, and it's tough because a lot of that is buoyed by that game one, and. I think last, I mean, last night was kind of weird because their, their half court offense was at an 86 offensive rating, which is just bad. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta, they, Miami held Atlanta to an 80. This is just yeah. fucking crazy that they have just neutered the, you know, Atlanta had the best half court offense in the league this yeah. year. Yeah. You know, in the, in the whole league, Atlanta had the best half court offense, you know? And I know that Capella's not been really in the series. And when he played, he just obviously, He's just not 100%, and Collins has not been 100%. That is totally understandable, and I understand the teams need all their moving parts, but, I mean, this is consistent. I mean, the, the Heat have had better half-court offense in this series, in Game 2 in particular, than the Hawks have had offense in transition, right? And the one, and, and I think the Litton test for Atlanta is how much can they get in transition to juice anything that they do because the one consistent thing in the series stuff has been Atlanta cannot score in the half court because there have mm-hmm. been games that Miami can Atlanta has pretty consistently not been able to. Right. And the one game that they won is when they had a positive in transition. Their, their, their transition offense was good. Um, mm-hmm. And then last night again, not good. Right. Not it's good. Tra- good. You know, there were stretches where the heat, like I said, they were, they were putting up back to back to back buckets. So, you know, for the most part, it's hard to run when you got to take the ball out of the net. And Miami didn't turn the ball over yesterday. Mm-hmm. They had like, so what, five turnovers points. in any minutes right. that so mattered? Yeah. No points off turnovers, and you're not getting any fast break points. So 
that's it right there. So uh, I use cleaning the glass, a lot of really cool game stuff. Shout out to Ben Folk and his team for putting this page together. Um, they have like box scores for like different things for like game. Okay. Like this is what this team did in transition or this in this, in this specific instance. So under the transition, they have points off steals, possessions and points off steals. And under Atlanta, it's just blank. I've never seen that before. It's just like boxes don't have anything. It's just nothing. Miami has their stuff. You know what I mean? 62.5%, blah, blah, blah. And Atlanta is just a big old nothing. So funny, funny that. Um, Tiff, Miami has the best net rating in the first round of the playoffs. They are outscoring the Hawks by 14 and a half points per 100 possessions. That leads the league. Uh, Milwaukee's number two, followed by Golden State at number three. Miami's offense has been top five, considering um, Atlanta's defense sucks, but we have a lot of questions about Miami's offense. Uh, and Miami's had the second best defense. Uh, Milwaukee has had the best, but that's not hard against DeFrozen and Co. So, and Milwaukee's really good. Uh, but, it you know, it just goes to show you that Tiff, everybody was freaking out about this one loss. I wasn't freaking out. I was just mad about it. Like, I wanted it to just be over. Like, I just wanted to be done with it. Like, oh, let's just end this. Um, but that's, it's it's a game, you know? And you win some, you lose some. I think, for me, it's more important how they responded to the loss. That's where you can see how gutsy this team is. Like, they lost, and honestly, they lost a game they should have won. But then they came back, and they basically, like, dog-walked Trey Young and company right out of State Farm Arena. Alpha saying there's a Raising Canes on South Beach. G, let's talk about the real issues. Um, <laughs> those white people in those condos aren't going to be happy about that. Or they already complained. <laughs> Do you know where that is? I don't even know. This to me. Yeah. Triple fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh Jimmy Butler, I believe, is also the leading scorer in the playoffs. Um, he's good, right? Like these things yes. that we complain about. And again, this is Atlanta. They're, you know, they're a nine seed for a reason. And you know, Phoenix is playing a nine seed, and you know, it should not look so good right. over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and Chris Paul, what did Chris Paul like go like two for eight or some shit like that yesterday or whatever? Yeah. Had like a bad game. I think people. Tiff, I've said this so much. I've said even white people like fried chicken. <laughs> um, I've said this a lot, Tiff, and I think Heat fans in particular are, are guilty of this because Dwayne Wade was here for the majority of fans' lives, uh, this generation, and he never had a bad game. When Dwayne was a star, Tiff, Dwayne never had a bad game. And I think... Fans are just used to got used to that. And LeBron never had a bad game when he was here, right? LeBron and Dwayne. The only bad games LeBron had, we talk about to this day because right. Jake would have posted JJ Barea. Like that's how fucking etched in our mind his only bad games were. And even when those guys were bad, they'd have 25, 8, and 5. You know what I mean? With right. the steal. And Jimmy's not that caliber of player. And I think for a lot for a lot of people, it's just like I, 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 like triggering to them when it's like, well, he looks bad when it's like an indictment on him. And it's like, I think most players, you know, most good players look like that. Like Devin Booker has games that he looks like that. You know, right. Chris Paul has games. We just saw it in a playoff game. We right. Chris Paul's great. Everybody here will right. take Chris Paul in a second. 
You know right. what I mean? Kevin Durant just had three. Joel Embiid <laughs> had one. You know, James Harden has had a good game. Right. Since the Obama administration, looks like feels like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not so cut and dry. When a guy has forty-five one night, he has twenty-two the next night, and really just two bad possessions. Everyone flips out, and it's like, come on, guys, let's chill out. It's not much. So much here. Let's have some perspective, and I think that gets lost a lot in like the daily minutia. Well, I also think that like, you know, and we talk about this all the time. Like, you also have to remember Jimmy's a guy who deals with like a litany of injuries all the time, and most of the time he tries to play through whatever's happening to him. But like right now in this moment, he's looking spry. He's looking good. He is healthy. His, you know, his jumper's not flat. He's he's moving on the court. Um, he's looking good. So, you know, regardless of whatever, we need to just appreciate what he's doing right now, and 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 move it on. Like, you know, how many teams right now would take this healthy Jimmy Butler? Pro, you know, Tiff. I, I this is another, and I, you know, everybody knows me. I love small anecdotal shit that doesn't mean anything. I went to a game. It's funny. I went to a Hawks game with Christian Hernandez. And I just watched Jimmy Butler go to the free throw line like four straight possessions. And I turned and I looked at him and I was like, holy shit, we haven't had that in a decade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, we took that. We we saw Jimmy, a worse version of Jimmy in the Sixers series. We were like, yeah, man, I really want that shit. Do I care that I have to max him over 30? Right. Nah, who cares? We didn't give a shit. We took it. And we didn't even think he'd be this good. You know what right. I mean? We didn't think he'd have three straight career years. Right. We, we didn't right. even know that part. So, I mean, right. the fact that fans find ways to complain and stuff like that and, and don't let players work through rough stretches, I think it's not I think it's not great. <laughs> I think it probably makes your sports watch. And I'm not here to fucking legislate how anybody experienced sports, but it's like, you know, have a little faith in guys to figure things out, especially when we know them to be great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Right. Well, it's also like, 
let's be realistic. Do you think the Lakers w- would have used him this year? Bro, the Lakers, Lakers would have used. Let's go through. Let's go through the Heat rotation. Exactly. How many? How many of those players <laughs> would the Lakers have used? Okay, for sure, Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. Max, mm-hmm. starts for them. Bam, for sure. PJ, exactly. Oh, kill for PJ. They're starting Ariza. Gabe. Mm-hmm. Gabe is starting. I'm telling you, there would be a movement in LA that Gabe Vincent should start over Westbrook. 100 percent guaranteed. Oh, oh, of course. Tyler we, Hero. We'd be, we'd be saying the same thing. He should start over Westbrook. Hero, duh. Oladipo, yeah. Yes. I think they he would yeah. absolutely play. Caleb, kidding me? Yeah. Duncan, <laughs> yeah. They need some shooting. Exactly. Deadman. Might be the yep. starting center, <laughs> for all I know. Uh, all those dudes, by the way, better than uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, that that's everybody who played in Game Four. <laughs> Lakers. Yeah. A lot of teams would take any of these dudes. They're so deep. Exactly, and that's the thing. Jimmy is for Jimmy's a lot of things, um, but you you'd rather have him than play against him. I mean, kidding me? I, I, and I, you know, he has his warts, but he's truly a special player. And I think anybody who can dominate with the ball in their hand the way that he does, and as we've seen him win them playoff series and keep them in one of the most improbable finals series I've ever seen, you know, that, that matters, you know? Mm-hmm. And Tiff, I think that's a good transition to kind of, I think Eric Spolstra's Final adjustment this series, because we said this before the show, like this series feels tactically over. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton of cards for either team to play, especially right. Atlanta, because Miami's operating from a position of power and Atlanta has to be, I mean, Miami's like, okay, we're just going to ramp up the shit we do. Normally we're going to switch these things. You know, we're going to send a ton of help from you know stuff that they always, stuff we talked about all the time. And right. yeah, Atlanta has not, you know, I think the one big adjustment is kind of, PJ or whoever on the wing guy is, is is kind of crawling over to Trey to really, really neuter any of that. Mm -hmm. But you know, they've, they've played, both teams have played their cards. I thought the last thing that Spo did last game and to help Jimmy get going. And this is, this is Spo's move going back to big three days. Bam setting screens higher up. Bam setting screens kind of near the logo and letting Jimmy operate with a bit of bit, a little bit of a head of steam kind of be able to take contact from guys, especially because guys are going under his screens. So Mm -hmm. if you let him kind of pick up speed, he's able to kind of get by guys a little better and force a rotation. I thought that was a really interesting move by Spo and kind of going back to his roots there. I thought it worked. Clearly, Jimmy, 12 for 21, 36 points, 10 rebounds, you know, 11 for 12 from the free throw line, you know, was able to get in the paint because I thought in that game three, Miami was just not able to get downhill. And if you space enough, Mm-hmm. with your good shooters and you kind of give Jimmy a head of steam going into the paint, bam, setting those screens really high up, which lifts, you know, bam is a guy who loves to short roll, which I thought was one of the things that helped him get going as well. Um, you know, cause he, he's a guy that his passes kind of feed the rest of his game when he's like, gets to be point bam. Uh, right. I thought those, those were the adjustments that had to be made and it paid dividends. Yeah. And, and realistically, what is there left for for Spo to throw out there, I mean, I don't I don't think you against know. the Hawks is not much. I mean, no. the PJ move at center, you know, was a, an obvious one that we had discussed. 
I think they can like theoretically like if there was going to be like a scoring issue they could like go more three guards but I don't really know how much more of that you can really do like there's not there's not much until you know a team makes them adjust if there's like a specific exactly. problem that they're right. like okay cuz really the only Atlanta's really not presented any issues the Collins thing in game 3 Collins did a good job of early sealing and scoring on guys right. smaller guys right. off switches that just wasn't the case yesterday. And if right. that was going to continue to be the case, you have to rethink a couple things. They've played Bam and Drop at times, so I thought it was kind of weird. Capella, you know, they played a little bit of Drop when Capella was screening. And then I think they realized, well, he's not really a threat right now. And they just said, right. fuck it, we're just going to go back to what we do. Uh, yeah. And the Heat, I think, won the offensive rebounding battle, which I think is really funny, <laughs> all things considered. Um, it's not I, I think schematically there isn't anything left for them to do. They need to just go out and just play their game. When they play their game, it's not many people who can get them off of it. Um I mean like what realistically did they do that was special in the last game? Like honestly. Miami They just yeah, like they did what they do. They just ratchet they just ratcheted it up a notch. Oh Jimmy like, though. They, yeah, that, yeah was, well, that was special. Like him, him yeah. hit an individual performance. Like, well, yeah, but I, I mean overall as a team, not like just, just putting Jimmy to the side because Jimmy's doing Jimmy things right now. Yeah. But just overall, like they literally just played together. They passed the ball. Like they did all the things that we know they can do, but they went out with, with, with urgency. Like they went out to say, okay, we need to win this and we're going to win this tonight. Like, let's be realistic. They, The Hawks look like Waffle House at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was just all fucked up in there. Like, th that's just what they look like. So I, I don't think Spo needs to, like, go into his book of spells and, like, you know, sprinkle some shit. I think he needs to just go in the <laughs> locker room and just say, end it. Waffle well, looks fucked up like Waffle House at 2 in the morning. I'm sorry. That was really funny. <laughs> I was talking to a friend how like, you know, in Miami it's more of like Colombian food trucks and shit. We don't we don't really have Waffle Houses. Right. You go at three a.m. You get you go to Los Verdes and you know everybody's reading that fucking place is fucked up. That's dangerous. I'm telling you, cops can pull up to a Los Verdes and they can get a leg and bust a lot of people for DUI. I'm telling you, <laughs> careful out there, people. Careful. I'm telling you to drink going into work. Um. <laughs> It's fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, no, you're you're right. You're totally right. I mean, Nikaias wrote about it today too. You know, just the special thing that the Heat are doing is what they're doing to Trey Young, a special pick and roll player, and they've just absolutely neutered him. Whether that be you know, Bam in a switch or the way that they right. play drop, and if Bogdanovich isn't hitting every three that they have, they really don't right. have answers. And that was, I think, the other big thing is Spo doesn't overreact to things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're not going to switch their, they're not going to abandon their principles because a couple, a guy went off a couple times, you know, for right. better, or for worse. I think in the past fans have been upset with Spo for being, and they call it stubborn. You know, I think it's more of him not overreacting. And again, sometimes listen, I think in the Mav series, the, the Chalmers thing over Bibby probably cost them that series. But at the end of the day, if LeBron plays better, that doesn't matter. Right. You know, I think, you know, there's been times that he's just been not, a great coach and not, well, not, he's not also, like he's been out coached, but he's human. Yeah. Like he's gonna, and that's the thing that we have to like all realize, like he's going to make mistakes. 
Because for me, I literally was sitting there looking at the time and I was like, all right, this is a great time to bring Vic in, you know, and a minute would pass. And I'm like, all right, this is a great time to break that glass, you know, and no, he didn't do it when I wanted him to do it, but he knew when he needed to do it. And, and apparently he did it at the right time because it, it worked out in our favor. I think Miami is really ballsy for really just saying, especially to Trey, they're sending so many guys into the paint as soon as the screen comes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're not going to lob this. And you're not, you specifically are not going to beat us with a pull up or a little, you know, shake and bake step back. Right. That's not how you're going to do this. Right. And we are going to make Bogdanovich and these other guys beat us. And Miami trust their guys in rotation. And I've, mm-hmm. I've said this before. I think the Heat are one of the, the Heat rotate from a position of strength. They fly the fuck around. These guys are smart. PJ's not the fastest dude in the world, but he sees how the play is going to develop, much mm-hmm. like Kyle, much like Jimmy, and they're at the fucking spot exactly when they need to be, and that's why they can hedge the way they do, kind of getting in the paint, fucking shit up. And Trey's talked about it. Nikias wrote an article today for Basketball News. Shout out to Nikias. Um, and he kind of you know got some quotes from Trey saying, like, listen, when I have the ball, they have five guys in the paint. You know, if you're watching the game, you'll see that they have five guys in the paint when I have the ball. Young said, they're doing a great job showing help and not letting me get into the paint. If I try and drive by somebody, they're sending a double or forcing me to kick it out to my teammates. And they rotate well. They make those passes difficult. He's been a turnover machine because mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's in his head as well. And that's not an easy guy to contain. And right. obviously, you know, Atlanta's not the best defensive team in the world, but that's a fucking potent offense that they right. absolutely <clears throat> fucking neutered. I feel like was it I think it was Nikias, yeah, that posted the video and it basically showed every single person that guarded Trey Young within one possession. Mm-hmm. And it was just like everywhere he tried to turn, a defender just came from nowhere. Tiff, you know what much buy in that tip you've played the game. That takes so much buy in from a lot yeah. of guys who are vets. Fucking right. and young guys because it's like a mix of young guys. They don't have a lot of like medium players. It's either like right. grizzled vets or like Tihi. I'm new here. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> right. Dudes right. that don't have a sage. <laughs> well, to even <laughs> you know, for us to even right. But you think about it. We like roasted. Look at look at how we were literally roasting. Um, Max, Duncan, Tyler at the beginning of the season about their defense. Like we were roasting them. And at some point they all bought in and you could see the extra work that they put in. You can see the extra hours and you know, they, I'm sure they've sat down with Jimmy and Kyle and other people on the staff to figure out how to be in the best position possible on defense. Like you don't need to be the greatest of athletes, but you need to know where and when. I think Tyler, by the way, has been really good in rotation. I think he's made the right, he's made the correct reads on when to close out, uh, seeing plays develop. I'm proud of him for that because I know at times, you know, he's especially his off-ball defense has really been mm-hmm. substandard, and um, I think that that has been one area that he's improved on a lot. And I think this series in particular, now his on-ball defense is a problem. It's dying on screens. It's just who he is. Hopefully he right. can continue to improve. But I just want to shout out 
kind of what he's doing because there are a lot of plays that he has to make a rotation for the defense to work, and he's at the spot when he needs to be there, mm-hmm. uh, and that's huge. Shout out to Ryan Sproverio for the gifting the tier one subs. We don't get much on the pod here. Y'all say I'm for hangover time, as you should. Uh, that's that's the fun show, but we appreciate the love here as well. Tiff, let's get into a couple of things before we get out of here. Two guys yep. in particular. We'll close with we'll close with Bam. Duncan was just bad last game. Um, <laughs> as I'm a big Duncan guy, um, I thought in game two, and I watched every Duncan possession of that game. Um, they uh, Jay Jock says you're going to bring up Denzel at all. Tune into Hangover Time tomorrow. We got a little <laughs> something, okay? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take uh, the the A team's thunder here. You know we're talking X's and O's. Uh, so he game two never got the ball. Didn't need it. Right. You know they didn't run anything for him. Uh, he just kind of floated around, and then obviously with the foul trouble, they went Caleb because it makes sense if you're going to downsize. Mm-hmm. You know you need the the bigger, more versatile defender. Uh, then game three just bad. I mean, he hit a couple, but not, you know, whatever. Right. And then yesterday, I thought he was just unplayable, uh, which is sad because, you know, he makes a fuck ton of money and that's a, a, an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I don't think we've seen the last of him in the playoffs. I think he'll bounce no. back. No. I, that was just, a, I think more than anything, Tiff, it was defensively, he was a disaster. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I've been, I've been harping on this all season and you guys laugh because... You know, they're the they're the Autobots. You know, they need everyone to to function in their job to basically stack and become superhuman. Um, everybody's gonna get their opportunity for this team. No, we haven't seen the the last of Duncan. Tiff, because... already everyone's had an opportunity. Every rotation player has played. <laughs> right. But I remember I've been saying that all season and what were people yelling at me on the timeline in chats? Spo has his nine-man rotation. Nobody's getting in that rotation. And what did Spo say? Oh, the rotation is everyone, which it is. It's a new league. You, yes, you need everyone to be ready because everyone's going to get a chance to shoot. And that's the thing when it comes to shooters. They're all going to get up. They're all playing. You, there's no way he's not going to at least give uh, Duncan, Max, and um, Tyler minutes. You might not get a lot of minutes, but you're going to get out there. Yeah, you get out there, you brick a couple of shots, you get two quick fouls, you're probably not coming back. And that is what it is. But everybody's going to get 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 shots and trust me cuz this series is over. I'm not I'm not pulling nobody's leg. I ain't fucking around. Y'all better get y'all heat in five shirt because this series is over tomorrow. You know, you're going to other... need Go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're gonna need Duncan against Philly. That series is over too, regardless of what happens. I think Boston too. I think Boston's well, you a series are, that but he's I didn't want to get too far ahead. I didn't want to get that far ahead. I uh, think Milwaukee's the series actually that if if he is gonna have a breakout series, I think it'd be against the Bucks right. because you, of the way but, that they play defense. Right. Well, you need. You're gonna need him. You're gonna need him. Even if he's not hitting, he's gonna draw a defender. He's gonna draw two defenders like you need him to be active and you need him to get out of his head because once he gets those early fouls he mentally takes himself out of the game and then Spo has to physically remove him from the game so he's not done you need him that's just how it works I mean 
we did sit here and do a whole hour and yet you have not praised Maxwell. I don't understand like how I didn't get any max praise in this. Well, in this I haven't pod. even done PJ praise because there's been so much shit because I actually just came across a video on the timeline of PJ just put Trey under the hoop. Which oh, is, you didn't see that? Oh, that no, was I mean, beautiful. it's just like it's just, there's so much <laughs> going right for them. I mean, PJ has just been I mean, we talked about the PJ at center lineups, but just the fact that he's posting. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. he's just bullying that guy. Hawks not sending any help. Part of that is Miami doing a good job, and I've harped about this all year. They're spacing. They do a great job of clearing sides. They run an empty side set. You know, Jimmy's man wants to stay with him, and even if guys kind of gravitate off shooters, the play develops too quickly, right? Because like once PJ posts up, you know, you're just following. If you if your guy is Max or your guy is Tyler, right, or mm-hmm. any of these dudes that can shoot the ball well. You know, your first instinct is, okay, I'm not going to leave them. And then right. once you kind of take a step or two to go guard uh-huh. them and you turn around and you're like, oh, fuck. And it's Trey Young yeah. on PJ. The second you realize PJ is like taking his dribble and you're not going to make it. Right. So you're right. And, and then the only guy you can really help off of is Jimmy. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, especially because he had a 10 rebound game last night. I don't know if you want to take a body off of Jimmy. So, right. you know, shout out to PJ. Just playing great. Maxwell. Yeah. Just solid, man. Just solid overall game, you know, doing what he needs to do. He's not like Duncan in the way that Duncan needs stuff around him. He's truly, I don't need to play calls for me. I just vibe. <laughs> Max right, is right. fucking vibes, dog. <laughs> Duncan, he just you know, floats. He just floats around the court and is just like, the one thing I do, you know, hit or miss, Max is going to shoot that damn ball. He'll miss the he'll miss four in a row and think that next one is going in. Like he is. But no... he actually believes it. Unlike Duncan, who yeah. may just shoot like please. When Duncan is having those nights and he's like shooting every time he catches the ball, it's more like a please go in. <laughs> Max is like you know you know what it is. Max is also like Max is a person that you vacation with, doesn't have an itinerary, doesn't have a plan. Just like right. oh, what are we doing today? <laughs> Duncan has that shit planned out. Duncan <laughs> has it on a fucking Excel Google Google sheet. <laughs> Prints prints out handouts, all that shit. Marco says, "Yo, G, see you in Miami this weekend." Marco, if you want to get a drink, you dinner, you let me know. I make time for you. I love Marco. Shout out to Marco mm-hmm. over at Five Reasons. That's a true homie. So you let me know, and uh, we were totally go hang out, lunch, dinner, drink, coffee, whatever you want. Uh, DM me. Uh, let's let's close the show with Bam. Yep. Because I thought he played well yesterday. I know that fans were giving him shit and I don't think they should uh, when you have, when you're coming off of COVID. I, I know people Tiff that have been asymptomatic of COVID and then have like problems walking up the stairs for like two weeks after. Yeah. It's not just cause like you didn't get sick sick. Doesn't mean that like, it's not affecting you. And I think the way that f- I, I, I think, you know, unless you're one of those fucking weirdos, I think COVID's not real, you know, right. it's a thing that affects people and it, it affects everybody differently. And if he doesn't look right, Physically, because we're not right. it, it, one thing is an aggression thing. One thing is like, why is John Collins springing free on defense? Right. So it's stuff like that, that you're just like, that's weird. It's not a I'm pump faking four times and taking a weird jumper. It's right. guys are right. There were moments where you're just like, that's not who he is. On top of that, he has a quad injury that they listed in game two. Those two things combined might lead to some. Subpar nights. I thought yesterday he got it going, had a couple offensive rebounds. 
you know, was screening more. And I think also, mm-hmm. like, Bam's a guy that needs to get going to pick and roll without Kyle. It's difficult. Right. Was able to kind of get that going. 14 and 8. 6 for 11 shooting. <laughs> really good. Um, you know, I, I think that one turnover, by the way, which I think is a big number. Right. Especially because of how much he holds the ball at the elbow and how much passing he does. I think that fans are too diff- too hard on him as well. And I think that as the series has gone on, he's looked better and better. I forgot. You know, the funniest thing is I forgot that he had COVID. I literally <laughs> like, well, because he didn't, you know, he didn't get quote unquote sick. He was out and then he rejoined right as, you know, right as the playoffs began. So I literally forgot he had COVID. Um, you know, It's just like, it's funny because, you know, early on, I'm like, oh, come on, let's get Bam into it. Let's get him going. Let's get the flow. But it's also like, you know, like I said earlier, once the team is rolling, then you can't just stop and start force feeding the ball to people. Everybody needs to just play within whatever's happening. And I think that's what happened yesterday with Bam. You know, he got an offensive rebound. He got a put back. He got a lob. So he started to be a little bit more active and get himself into the game. But like, you know, if Jimmy's cooking, we're, don't don't disrupt the groove because you feel like, oh, I got to get Bam involved. No, Bam gets in the car wherever he can find a seat. Exactly. Absolutely. And and, and when they're at their best, Bam's in, Bam shotgun on the bus. Jimmy's mm-hmm. driving. Bam shotgun. You know, helping with the map. Um, yeah. you know. <laughs> what is this? The nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, now it's a Google map. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, like, where do I, where do I, what's my exit? You know, <laughs> what does Google say? Is there a, is there a, is there a Starbucks nearby? <laughs> We've all done that on a road trip. There's always some point where you're driving. You're like, can somebody please find like coffee or some shit? You know, well, we have a little snack, a little coffee. Um, I'm being slandered on the timeline for a won't cross county lines. No, I won't cross county line. I won't. I'm sorry. I'm, I may love you guys, but I'm not crossing multiple counties to go see you. I'm sorry. I just draw the line. I've never heard the end of it from Crab. You know, I didn't want to go to fucking Palm Beach to an Applebee's one day, and I'm the bad guy, Tiff. I want you to drive. <laughs> the two. fact that he wanted you to go to an Applebee's. I should have drawn the line at Applebee's, but in exactly. reality, as you sit from Crapple your Flanagan's Bees. cup, could have gone to a damn Flannies. Mm-hmm. You know? So glad you have that Miami decision. I was laughing earlier because I just saw Ke- Kenny just t- tweet out, "What's close to this man's mind? Seth is not a real name. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else. Just that. He might not be a real player tonight. Like we don't know. I don't. What's I don't even. I don't what's, even what's know. What's the score over there? What what's that means? Over there? I don't even give a shit about that game. I care about the Raptors and, and Sixers. Uh, and are they playing right now? They're playing right now. Raptors are up uh, by four. In the first quarter, they've doubled and beat on every possession. I don't give a shit about the Nets. Why am I caring about a bad team? Like I'm done caring about these bad teams that have names on them. I'm I'm just done, Tiff. I just like to laugh. I like to laugh too, but I want to laugh at the Sixers. I want to laugh. I want to. I want to no. punch up. Uh, you, <laughs> I want to laugh I'm at. Listen. I want to laugh at. A, <laughs> I'm out here laughing at a not at a seven seed. Well, want to laugh at the what, four seed. <laughs> if if Philly drops this game tonight. Boy, if they drop this game tonight, that's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be some furniture moving in that locker room. Tiff, if they <laughs> drop tonight, and they gotta go back to Toronto uh-huh. without their boy 
because it's stop. You know the the can't the yep. dude whatever uh Thibault can't come in Thibel. the country. That you know that Toronto's tough crowd. That's a that's a tough place to play. Um, that's gonna be some shit. And then if the Raptors win that game, in fourth game seven, Tiff. Listen, and we have the three you. one. Tiff, do you think that team? What who? What personnel on that team has ever responded to adversity well? Exactly. Other than that's the why one said, fucking Ubuntu it, year. If they drop this tonight, I'm gonna tell you my when when I used to play soccer, our coach always said, "Don't give hope to the hopeless." Nope. So, if they drop tonight. That's a sprinkle of hope. Do you know what good teams do, Tiff? They show you why dreams are just dreams. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's why we that's why we dropped that game three, just to give them a little taste of what might happen. And then stomp the dog shit out of them yesterday. Just to say, oh, no, we were just teasing. This is – we were just bullshitting. That, no, it's not happening. Do you feel like that's the playoffs – I want to ask Chat this. Do you, Chat and Tiff, do you guys feel like the playoffs have started? Honestly, no. I I I, I, I think next round will be like it's gonna be that's gonna be the test for us. Next round, I think we're gonna be hype. I think we're gonna get that feeling of like this is happening, this could happen. But right now, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like you're just skipping along. The trash talk has certainly been there from the fan bases. Trust me, we have receipts. We have yes. many a receipts from Hawks Twitter. Mm. Um, but. Look out for Hangover that. time tomorrow night after Listen, the game. Boy, all those dudes that that one that one fat guy who was saying uh, that one Atlanta guy who was saying you know <laughs> are there even three good players on this roster? And then he's just tweeting out fuck Trey Young. Don't think I don't watch your timeline, bro. I'm getting material. Brass and I are on that shit. That Hawks fan TV, you motherfuckers. We listen to that spaces. Oh yeah, I heard you guys. Kevin fucking Knox. <laughs> Don't think we don't. Don't think we don't listen. I didn't even know he was. I didn't even know Kevin Knox was. Like, I didn't even know Kevin Knox was. <laughs> he played for the Knicks. Exactly. <laughs> Thought when you're depending on a former Nick, a former Nick, you're fucked. I mean, listen. The best player in the series, Trey Young, mm. is, is not is not having a fun time right now. Mm. Ooh, they're pushing me. Ooh, I can't dribble the ball. Ooh, I'm getting fouled. Ooh, shut the fuck up. What? This has been the playoffs of complainers, man. Yes, yes. And Everybody's between crying. Embiid and Trey Young, Embiid complaining about the officials, being Embiid and playing with Harden is like right. the most egregious lack of self-awareness right. I think I have ever seen in my life. Yo, who's that movie? Um... They're uh, uh, John Cusack and Angelica Houston. What movie? I don't What's know. that movie? The the, uh, the the Grifters. That's those two. <laughs> you gotta make movie posters for this shit, man. The Grifters. The fucking what was that? What was the Hawks one today? Uh, training day. <laughs> Shout out to Denzel, fucking legend. Shout out to Denzel. Shout he out told to Denzel. What do you say? Tell that boy cut his hair. <laughs> I, listen, as much as I love Denzel, Denzel walk Will Smith off the ledge from beating Chris Rock's ass. I don't want him to walk the Heat players from beating the Hawks' ass. Nah, we got we got to stay the course. Listen, you know, while he was talking, 
they didn't hear shit he was saying, and the only thing they were they was hearing was King Kong. Ain't got nothing because <laughs> that's all I was hearing when I was watching him, and I could just see the fire in Jimmy, just like yes, yes. Denzel's that's so what fucking they need. cool, man. Yeah, Denzel's fucking cool. I mean, I guess he broke up with the Lakers. Would wouldn't you? <laughs> Listen, I think most of us have been with abusive exes, and I think when we're out, we realize, what was I doing? Waiting for Kendrick Nunn all season? Thinking Trevor Ariza's fourth stint with your team, this was going to be the difference maker? Counting on Anthony Davis to have a healthy stretch of basketball? Uh, Lakers waiting on the Dark Knight Returns. (laughs) I saw how that movie ends. They all vacation at the end. Kind of like the Lakers season. <laughs> Hell yeah. Your fans are hilarious. Oh, my God. So we will see. We will reconvene tomorrow for the Weird Off pregame show. If you're listening on the pod, that'll be uh, hopefully you'll listen to this tomorrow. We're live on twitch.tv slash Miami Heatbeat. If you don't watch our pregame coverage, listen, I think it's a lot of fun. Me, Frankie, Kenny, and whoever wants to come in our little circus tent. We have a good time. We break down the game. I'm not going to say that we're right a lot. We're kind of right a lot. Uh, we laugh. We have a good time. We have fun imaging. Uh, you know, we're adding to the repertoire. Uh, we still cannot find Weird Alf, uh, but we're working on it. And uh, we have a good time. And then also we have hangover time after every game. Um, thank you, chat, saying I make a dope pregame. I don't know. Kenny and Kenny and uh, Frankie carry me, and the imaging is funny, and the keys dangling. I love the keys dangling. Tiff, are you in on the keys dangling? Yes, it's, I it's love polarizing. That. I love sound. I love listening to the sound of a janitor walk by. <laughs> you know, Deadman is his own janitor too. Yes. You know, he, has, he has a lot to do at the shop. Uh, so check out all our offerings here. Tiff, the host of Mixed Bag. Yep, we'll be back soon. We'll, we'll be, be back, back soon. soon. Uh, Siobhan Beslow, Queen, host of Needle to the Groove. Uh, stay tuned for when the next episode of That's coming out. Our extended breakdown show, obviously, Hangover Time, as I said earlier. Join us tomorrow. They close out that series. There's a lot of fun stuff planned, so check us out there and all that good stuff. Um, we're going to change up the way we're doing the uh, the watch parties with playback. Um, talked to Brian about it today. You know, I think we're going to try to gear it more toward hate watching because I think we all just want to watch the heat in a more fun environment. Like, you know, we're all trying to watch the heat with our friends and family and shit. And I think we all kind of realize that maybe we should like to like tonight would have been fun to do, you know, Sixers, Raptors or Boston Nets. So we're going to kind of change up the way we do the playbacks uh, for the rain of the playoffs so that we can all focus on the heat, you know, IRL. And then we just laugh at those other dudes online. So stay tuned for when the next one of those is planned. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Tiff, where can people follow you? I think we got to give out our Twitter handles more. Oh, all right. At Tiffany Meeks, the number two, the number three. That's me. Illinois zone. Me at Genavis 103. <laughs> and uh, peace out, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for WAP and HOT. <laughs>